The following program is a work of fiction and falsehood that is not meant to be interpreted as actual fact. The views expressed in this program are not necessarily those of the broadcaster or the management thereof. This program deals with morbid themes and grotesque humor. Listener discretion is advised. I'm glad you're here. I'm media disruption developer Kai Hubris, and this is EurekaCast Now, where science meets technology meets you. With me, as always, is Professor Rowan Meadowlark from the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Sciences. Hey, Rowan. Hello, and welcoming vibrations from the glittering realms directly to our listeners this evening. Well, thank you very much, Rowan. I, I, I sure hope that you are getting vibrary vibery glittery uh salutations as well wherever you are the machine elves speak to me at all times and they welcome me and you as well hmm. i'm not talking about machines i'm i'm feeling a little a little uh, a little beat recently mostly because uh i was out there installing some of the uh the towers you know here at tech brothers uh we like to get we like everybody that takes part in this institution to be sort of a one big team, one big group, and sometimes even me, a lowly media disruption developer uh, from the new media laboratories, uh, needs to get down gritty and help set up some of these Guy 5 towers in our local neighborhoods. So I'm feeling very exhausted after this, uh, after this, after all the exercise uh, that I had to do. You know, machines can't do everything. You know, sometimes we just have to, it's cheaper and easier just to get a good, Tech Brothers employee out there on the grounds to set up all those metal frames and pyro optical cords uh, to make a good Guy Five Tower. And and your and your hands? How do your hands look after all of this? Oh, my hands? Well, let me tell you. There's a lot of digging that goes on because like those Guy Five Towers, they extend about 40, 50 feet into the ground. Um, that's sort of how the pyro right, 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 right. Are work. they? Um, what what color are your hands? Are they red? Well, my hands are. Are they red with the blood that you are spilling as part of uh, as you do this? Now, now, Rowan, my my hands are not red, unless I am playing with some of the the new you know the new powders that we sometimes get into the new media labs. Uh, right now, they're not a nice brown. I, I because I'm I'm connected with the earth right now. Well, I would say um, you are connected with the earth in the same way that a murderer is connected to their victim, and we're going to talk more about mm. that later later in the program. I can't, I can't wait. Uh, Ro Rowan, what color are your hands right now? My the color of my hands is actually a light blue mm. because of a uh, new uh, silver regiment that sure. I'm on. Uh, Sounds like a pneumonia. It sounds like you have pneumonia. Well, actually, um, with silver in my in my body, and this is actually proven, um, the pneumonia bacteria does not 
react to silver well. Um, and that's why I'm taking silver to protect myself from a number of various um, diseases, including the Mallow 21 mm. uh, outbreak, which is undoubtedly related to the Guy 5 network. But that's, we'll talk about that a little later in the program. <laughs> uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we're able to miss, uh, we clean up some misconceptions a little bit later. Uh, but for now, Rowan, uh, what does your science bring us today? What, what have you been researching recently? Well, I have actually a very interesting story this evening about the power of love. And its ability to influence um, uh, the the public health sphere, mm -hmm. and how love can can help all of us, um, or specifically those in countries where that are affected by malaria or Zika really? or West Nile. Yes, uh, there, there's been this ongoing uh, effort um, as a less uh, damaging method of dealing with mosquito populations through releasing. Uh, sterile males mm -hmm. into the environment uh, to um, essentially mate with females and uh, thus produce inviable offspring and lower the population. Right. Um, but these have been less than successful. There's been a number of studies that have come forward that these these um, sort of irradiated um, uh, soy boy uh, mosquitoes, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. uh, ha are simply not attractive enough to the female mosquitoes to right. make a noticeable improvement in their populations or reduction in their uh, their populations. Right. Rather. And if we know anything from you know, psychology of really any animal, uh, if this keeps happening, then those those sort of soy boy mosquitoes, those soy mosquitoes, if you will, uh, are going to start, you know, getting together and starting groups to actively oppose the females. And I, I just wonder what kind of societal effects those are going to have. Well, well, thankfully, there is. Um, we won't have to get to that. We won't have to worry about that because there's a, a total paradigm shift occurring in the thinking for this sort of uh, love-based, carnal-based um, mm -hmm. pest control methodology. Uh, so what the entomology lab at the Lamarckian College of Monaco have done is they've taken a different approach mm -hmm. as opposed to creating a sterile, wimpy, um, flaccid mosquito to try and mate in the wider yeah. world. They you can't have, have a flaccid mosquito uh, out there. Uh, absolutely not. Um, what they've done is, is and this is part of the uh, wider clinicians helping address disease initiative, the CHAD initiative. Um, the They have been studying over at the Lamarckian College is what makes a male mosquito attractive mm -hmm. they're trying to figure out how to make an attractive mosquito right so that the females will go to it and yeah. flock to it you know yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of debate on whether attractiveness is something that is objective but i think we all can agree that if you have the right algorithm surely you're able to figure something out well i i mean no disrespect to my brothers and sisters in the the in, in the insect world um the i i don't like the term pest i don't like the term vermin because mm. if there are, if it, what's a vermin i might be a vermin you might be a vermin um the president is probably a vermin <laughs> um not just of this country but of any country yeah i you know on online i am a part of many message boards and I, I use the word vermin a lot over the course of these message boards for a variety of reasons. And, you know, certainly, you know, if one uses that to a mosquito, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have a, a, you know, a positive effect on the world or don't deserve love, you know, love or appreciation. 
absolutely absolutely um so uh back back to the uh, original point um so the things that make a uh a, a male mosquito attractive to a female mosquito uh this was done through a number of um uh the testing methodology is kind of difficult to convey but essentially uh mosquitoes a general population of mosquitoes was released into an environment and the scientists studied to see what mosquitoes had the most reproductive success and what they found is is that 90 percent of female mosquitoes were attracted to 10 percent of the male mosquitoes mm -hmm. and by looking at these these uh hyper amorous uh male mosquitoes they determined that the things that are attractive include a chiseled palps, mm -hmm. veiny wings, a very long proboscis, mm -hmm. and of course a good sense of humor. Um, they did not elaborate. So they did not elaborate on what a mosquito's sense of humor is like, but mm. I assume there is a lot of blood-related jokes. Oh, uh, almost, almost certainly. Nevertheless, they're the best to have at the mosquito parties. But but now that these uh, traits have been identified, always and, spiking the punch bowl uh, with their noses. Now that these traits have been identified, um, uh, the next step is selecting for these traits to create a genetically stable line of the CHAD mosquitoes for release. Um, uh, these Chad mosquitoes, if right, you will. Right, right. Now, what does that does that stand for? Something? Uh, it does. It stands for Clinicians Helping Address Disease Initiative. Mm, um, and, and and in in a similar manner, these these mosquitoes will be first test. Uh, the idea is to test these mosquitoes in Chad, a nation mm. ravaged by malaria. Uh, nevertheless, um, it, it's 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 somewhat counterintuitive. Right. Um, the idea that by having these these incredibly alpha, red pilled, sexy Chad mosquitoes, and these are all these are all scientific terms that you're using. The, these are all terms that I have um, found um, right. in in the readings that I have done on the subject of of, well, of love. Yeah, red pill vis a vis the color of blood, the things that the mosquitoes like. It, there is a whole new modern terminology to the science of love mm -hmm. available for you on places like Reddit and 4chan and the wider internet. Um and and that's really where the research is going in terms of the erotic sciences. Mm -hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Um ultimately the idea is and this once again this is somewhat counterintuitive the 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 uh, chad mosquitoes will have intercourse with up to 80 percent more mosquito females um than any any of the other mosquitoes right these are the chad mosquitoes exactly and even though they are much more virile and much more capable of bringing pleasure to the female mosquito um it will still result in a net decrease in the population because so many other mosquitoes are being excluded um and while once again these these new cutting edge um love researchers on the internet that i frequent would consider that a horrible bad thing i think this is a wonderful application of these tried and t tested uh theories that exist out there right yeah too i mean i it's you you see it in in human populations you see it in mosquito populations. You see it in really every animal population. At a, at a certain point, 
it's important for uh, a certain subsect of a population to just consider living their life prior to you know having offspring you know pa passing their seed maybe these mosquitoes have something more to live for than bearing and raising children right and and maybe one, they want to focus on the careers one of the another interesting thing that we've seen is we see a um a, a huge off uh offshoot of to that to that end mm -hmm. um these um mgtows um, these mosquitoes going their own way. Uh, you see a, a, a large subset of that, and and so that's why this is this that's why I I don't, as I've touched on earlier, I don't like the idea of having an adversarial relationship with mosquitoes or malaria for that matter. Uh, but if we're going to go in with that mindset, then at the very least we can offer um, ways for love to overcome these issues. Mm -hmm. Um, albeit extremely one-sided love, uh, but love and and fulfillment in a way. Because yeah. who's to say that that once again focusing on the career, uh, going your own way, isn't what a mosquito really needs? And and so I'm I'm excited to see this happen. Um, and and hopefully, um, once malaria is tapped down and less of a of a scary threat, uh, people will begin to appreciate it on its own merits. So right. that's another thing I, I, I want to touch on. But um, right, if we somehow come to a, to a reasoning with malaria as a disease, I, be I believe it's possible. I believe anything is possible sure. through love. Well, yes, and technology. Um, that's actually very interesting, uh, Rowan, because this week, um, for my stories for this week in Eureka Moments and new scientific discoveries. Uh, one, of the, one of the stories that I bring to you is something that actually demonstrates the, you know, the incredible benefit that many mosquitoes have, have and could have on society. Realistically, I totally agree with you. Mosquitoes are an underrepresented part of, uh, of society as a whole. Uh, they are covert. They are confidential. They, apart from, you know, passing around diseases they get in they get out with you know limited uh they they do all the work in the situation right they are disenfranchised is the word mm -hmm. i would use for mosquitoes right. um so yeah mosquitoes do a lot uh, that a lot of things that we should appreciate um one of these one of these things is something that new zealand uh scientists have touched on have focused on and are starting to build up a, a new methodology for and and that is uh that is the concept of medical mosquitoes so New Zealanders are starting to use these mosquitoes uh, to spread uh, several of the more confidential medications to the people that need them. Uh, these bugs are genetically modified with the exact doses. Mosquitoes are cheap. You know, mosquitoes are pretty easy to reproduce. Um, so they're able to just create these one one size use. And they're fully organic. Mosquitoes, I think we'll both agree, are fully organic, uh, 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 you know, passageways more organic than like a pill well i i um i would agree up until i heard the 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 three the three forbidden letters which is gmo but mm. i i i i will not interrupt please okay. continue your 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 story of uh, poisoning the masses well uh genetic these genetically modified mosquitoes uh they they use a several different methods to in fact make sure these mosquitoes are up to up to par. I mean, they use DNA splicing. They use uh, a variety of drug baths, chemical baths uh, for these mosquitoes, new incubation methods, uh, natural selection, as well as new and improved 
micro-cybernetics that are installed on all of these mosquitoes to make sure that the medications that they put into people are the exact correct dosages. Now, these 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 drugs, these medications, um, are these um, these are affiliated with pharma, correct? Well, I mean, a, sort of a new sen- a new idea of pharma, certainly. Well, what's, new pharma. What size would you characterize this pharma as? That's the thing. We're putting these things in mosquitoes, which makes it genuine micro-pharma. Well, I suppose that, that, that does make it more palatable, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this, this could be used on a variety of, in a variety of areas. Uh, right now, the, uh, the, drug, the drug that is, is being tested are, are certain, uh, certain drugs that apply mostly to, to men of an older age, things that you don't necessarily want to, it's not necessarily societally polite or beneficial to you know, show off that you're using or buying or, or whatever. Um, so they've decided to put these medications, uh, and there are a variety of them, into the mosquitoes, um, which they then release uh, into the populations they target very specific people that have the correct prescriptions, and then, of course, they give it to them when they, those people, need to give it to them. And, and, just, and just think of on, top of, on top of these specific medications, these can be wildly useful uh, for a variety of other medications, like, for example, in older populations where people forget to take medications or medicines or, or vitamins or whatever, uh, these mosquitoes can go in and do the job for them. Um, realistically, I, we see a future, the New Zealanders, these New Zealand scientists see a future where mosquitoes are just another part of our daily lives, and we see them as effectively heroes, first responders in their own right. Well, I, while I, I have qualms with some of the parts of this, I do have to say the idea of using mosquitoes is, at least in the American context, mm-hmm. the Amerocentric context, it could be quite um, good and quite quite effective, rather, just in terms of it, considering these initial medications, uh, these micropharmaceuticals mm-hmm. are being addressed to the older population, uh, which by and large occupy some of the swampier areas of the United States, like Florida. Yes. Um, there is, I have no doubt that um, medication through mosquito, um, MTM perhaps, uh, would not it would be quite effective in in the in in Florida and the uh, retirement areas of mm-hmm. the United States. Yeah. So I mean, frankly, I'm I'm thinking maybe there's some sort of holiday, some sort of appreciation day that we can start having for mosquitoes. They've had a they have had it too bad for too long. I think. I would agree. I I think we can both agree on that. I, there are. Um, but why stop at mosquitoes? Uh, frankly, all of, I would envision. And I am currently envisioning mm-hmm. and manifesting. I, I hear it in your voice. I am currently manifesting a day for all parasites hmm. to receive their day in the spotlight. And as, as part of uh, nature's beautiful continuum, why stop at mosquitoes? There's ticks, there's tapeworms, there's pinworms. We, you could almost have a whole day for parasitic worms, but we don't want to leave leave anyone out. I right. like this idea. I, I will be manifesting this idea going forward. Thank you very much, Kai. Of course. Uh, and, of course, my second story uh, is one that is a little bit closer to home. I always like to include something that uh, the, the, the Tech Brothers Laboratories and, and the Chicago Home Organization has, has done just to give us a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of pride in our scientific and technological work. 
Uh, Mallow 21. Uh, and this one's about Mallow 21. Well, there's, you know, as much as I personally do not like bringing it up on the show, at a certain point, it, it is the number one story, the the, the pandemic ravaging the, the individuals who don't take care of their bodies. Right. And most don't. Yeah. Um, Tech Brothers, uh, Tech Brothers Viral Labs are teaming up with a, uh, a company in Chicago called DigiGit um, App Shops, uh, and they finally released an application that they are downloading on every single one of the DigiGit-associated phones and uh, mobile devices that will detect whether the person that has that phone and uses that phone or mobile device has Mallow 21. Now... I mean, you might be thinking uh, that Mallow 21 isn't a, a concern anymore. It certainly died down in most media channels, certainly in the Tech Brothers organization. We've started focusing less on it and more on things that, you know, are going to manifest 5, 10, 15, 20, 100 years in the future. Um, and, I mean, we're at the 14th stage. We are officially at the 14th stage. Uh, I think starting last week, we entered the 14th stage of the newer normal. Your actions still do have consequences. And, and if you're not adhering to the very specific guidelines uh, suggested by the Chicago Health and Safety Commission and, uh, and Tech Brothers in general, um, that could leave you vulnerable uh, in getting another one of those pirate strains of Mallow 21. Not necessarily. There are other protocols that can be followed that will um, uh, help prevent access of the virus into the body. Mm, none that really actually work. Um, so, when it comes to the Mallow 21 virus, what we see is that it enters the body through the multiple ways, and you can do your own research on how it enters the body, but the at some point it gets into the muscular system through the blood um, and uh, into the nervous system uh, through the brain. Once again, if you're not if you're not partaking in a nutritionally complete diet, that is uh, yeah. An sometimes option. that's not enough. Uh, so at some point it gets into the the muscles and through a series of complex uh, uh, relationships, associations, uh, meetings. Let me, I'm going to put it in sort of layman terms. It gives a few handshakes to a few amino acids, and eventually it gets to the, the layer of skin um, on all parts of the body, especially the very muscular and the, 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 the complex muscular parts, like the hands, the palms, the, you know, the palms of the feet, um, you know, specifically maybe the back, uh, the, the face, and... Uh, Eventually, the these little this little residue of those Mallow twenty one viruses just swarming around in there in those in that muscular tissue uh, makes it to the the sweat glands on like we said those those very heavily complex muscular systems and a by this point they've turned into sort of these very the, these complex uh, uh, cocktails of of black and brown triglycerides which come out in the sweat. So what DigiGit, um, what the DigiGit processor family has done is they've developed an app, developed an app that goes with the, uh, the sort of medical technology that is downloaded on every single DigiGit, uh, every single phone on the DigiGit processor family. When you use your phone, when you use your palm on your phone, you're leaving a little bit of that sweat behind. Uh, when that, that sweat on the surface of your phone, then gets uh, gets sort of pulled in by a semi-permeable membrane right on that screen, and is held in these little uh, in these in these ducts that are that are even on the thinnest phones. These these ducts are still there. Through a series of analytical processes and uh, tests, your phone will then determine in the course of maybe one or two hours whether you have 
uh, you have signs of or traces residue of malware 21 viruses at which point it will call it'll use your phone to uh, to get in contact with personnel from uh, from the Chicago Health and Safety Commission who will then come to escort you and everybody that you've had contact with in the past 24 hours to uh, one of the Tech Brothers Viro Lab outposts for further testing. And what does the form of this other testing look like um, in, in, in terms of what, what more tests are done? Well, these tests are, I mean, as we know, the Malo 21 virus had, you know, turned into a lot, uh, uh, evolved into a number of different strains that, I mean, frankly, some of them we weren't really expecting. We don't want that to happen again. And on top of just sort of making sure people understand the weight of the consequences to not following the Chicago Health and Safety Commission's guidelines, we put them in these testing outputs, these viral lab testing outputs, to make sure, one, that the virus is not, you know, modifying in any way. And, I mean, two, to make sure that whoever, whoever you know, made the gruesome mistake to do whatever they did to contract the virus again, even in the 14th stage of the new normal, um, we make sure that they don't necessarily have the opportunity to continue on with those mistakes. Uh, through, I'm imagining uh, things such as, as as hot yoga and herbal supplements, correct? It's the, kind of. It's the landscape concept of health. But once again, um, this, this sounds incredible to help, um, if nothing else, keep people accountable mm -hmm. for the health mistakes that they make in terms of not treating themselves properly right. treating their their life and i do have i actually have a because i'm because i'm a part of the new media labs here at tech brothers i do have access to a few of these readings and it seems like we have 20 or 30 people that just last week were taken in um i'm looking up your file right now hmm. uh, rowan yes oh I, you're pretty good good job taking care of yourself i'm, I'm sorry you have a file on me yeah of course Yes, you I, do have a you do use a a phone that was manufactured after 1987. Uh, yes. Well, I mean that's that has a Digigit processor on it. M my Garfield phone. Yes, uh, especially the Garfield phones. I think have two or three, just because of the size. That is. Unfortunate. That is remarkably unfortunate. Uh, I, well, that is a very interesting story. Yeah. Uh, that is a very interesting. Um, Rowan, Rowan, would you like to? Uh, I, I think we're getting to the middle part of the show. Do you want to uh, lead us into our midday, uh, whatever you call it, a meditation? A mid-show meditation. Uh, yes. Or perhaps mid-show manifestation. Mm. If. Um, you are an intuit, such as I know I am, and many of our listeners may or may not be. Right. Nevertheless, yes, uh, we are going to take our mid-show meditation now. Um, so to the listener and to you, Kai, if, you, if you're so interested, uh, I want you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine yourself on your deathbed. Your family is huddled around you as the electrocardiogram beeps softly in the background. Suddenly, a pain grasps at your chest and your body begins to go cold. 
your children look at you as you fade away. In the last moment on this earth, you reflect on what you've done and smile completely satisfied. And we are back. Oh, welcome back, everybody. So tonight, so tonight, um, now Rowan, uh, usually, usually we collaborate on the special feature because we want it to be something that we both have a vested interest in. Yes. Um, but you've kept what you wanted to do relatively silent, uh, from me at least, which which is is not typically what we do. I'm not really used to it, but I I mean. Full power to you. What what did you want to cover for? I I'll just let you you go into it. What, well, what, what, what do you want to? Well, us? what we are going to cover this evening is I think as you know, so. last week we talked about something that we both found very important: the the Guy Five Network. We both understand the benefits of the Guy Five Network, and we both appreciate the the benefit to society that it, it has. It will have. I mean, I mean, one of us certainly does. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think, I honestly think most of Chicago, most of the world certainly sees the benefit. Well, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll have to see about mm-hmm. that. Um, because yes, uh, we are talking about something that we both have a vested interest in. Right. And that is of course, I appreciate uh, that. Guy, guy five. Guy, Rowan, we did that last week. Though. We did. We did. But I feel as though, there was somewhat of a one-sided presentation of Guy Five. Well, I mean, I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect you, Rowan, a layman, to have all of the well. Well, first data and, for, first and foremost, I am not a layman. I uh, do have a PhD mm-hmm. in white working from the Simon Amy of, Institute. Of course, but in the same way that I am a layman, I don't know on bugs maybe. Um, you, I wouldn't expect you to to know fully the algorithms and the ways that we pack data and spread out data. That's that's more of my expertise. Well, well, um, to that end, perhaps not. But what, as a light worker, what I understand mm-hmm. is is energy. Now we can both like an agree. Optometrist? We can both agree that energy exists. Yeah. We, um, Rowan, we can in fact both agree that energy exists. Excellent. Yes. That's an excellent starting point to this dialogue. That I feel will be very instructive to both you, mm-hmm. not so much me, but you, and the I, listener. I mean, I think we can all learn something from a good dialogue. So, so what I what I am titling this dialogue mm-hmm. is the true cost of Guy Five. I, I mean, I could tell you the true cost of Guy Five. Well, I I think I could tell you the true cost of Guy Five, not in a monetary sense, because money. Well, that's um, a that's a that's a security concern because we don't exactly release the true cost of Guy Five. Well, well, let's let's start off with. Um, some of the things that I feel you did not present. Well, I mean, first, of course. Fairly about Guy 5, first and foremost. Guy, well, Guy 5 first for every, for, First and foremost. Everybody that doesn't know. Excuse me. Okay. F- first and foremost. Go ahead, Rowan. The birds. Okay. Guy 5 disrupts bird rhythms. It's, uh, wait, it's now, a known fact. It's well known. Not, not to, not to me. Can you please enlighten me on how this may happen? Well, we, um, 
in our partnership with Tech Brothers, mm -hmm. uh, you had provided some material, uh, some Guy Five transmitters, um, which I had, which were originally purposed to connect us to Guy Five. Yes. Um, although there the was a superb network that will connect you in new and novel ways. Well, we went ahead and we retrofitted um, some of those transmitters um, <laughs> to uh, be used um, with our. Uh, our birds are ornithology. Well, frankly, I'm concerned um, that that breaks some sort of uh, some sort of legal contract that you had. Well, well, that's whether or not I mean, that's, that, that's, uh, that's black hat what, hacking. If I've ever heard of it. Well, whether or not that may or may not be the case, birds have natural electromagnetic detectors in their brain. This is well known. This is well established. Um, and what, and what do you mean? What do you mean by that? There are uh, these cells in mm -hmm. the brain of birds to help them uh, navigate. Um, and commune mm -hmm. specifically with um, other birds and entities. That's another point we'll talk about entities. later. We'll talk about that later. Nevertheless, okay. we exposed some birds um, to the Guy 5 fields. The Guy 5, yes. And sure. what we saw is is a number of issues. Now, we went to a bird sanctuary, one of Simon Amy's personal bird sanctuaries, and we spent the day just... Um, turning on the Guy Five transmitter and pointing them at birds, mm -hmm. and seeing what happened. And this is these are the preliminary results. First and right. foremost, we saw um, a number of blue jays who simply threw themselves into the ground, cracked their skulls, and died right there. Absolutely mm -hmm. um, horrific. Um, not not typical behavior of a blue jay. Certainly not. Certainly not. Um, although. It seems to be typical with the Guy Five waveform. Uh, another, uh, hmm. we point, had some pigeons available, some doves, as you might. And what we did is we we also exposed them to the Guy Five network. Mm -hmm. And um, what we saw was is that they would jump up and down, over and over and over again until they died of exhaustion. And so you're so well. First off, blue jays and pigeons. What? How many birds? Any birds of prey? Like what? What kind of birds are at these? I've heard tell of these Simon Amy bird sanctuaries, but I've never actually seen one. You tend to keep those locked up a little bit. What, what, how many bird species would you say are in? How many birds are there? A number. A number. A large number. Mm -hmm. Quite a few birds. We okay. have, there's doves and herons and blue jays and cardinals and finches and ground all finches together? and quails. All, all in the same enclosure. There are. It is a bird sanctuary. All in the same enclosure, though. It's it is not an enclosure. Okay. It is a large area enclosed by an enclosure. Okay. And I will. My concern is that how how will I know that you did not go into this bird sanctuary and point? Of course, one of our wonderful new we we set you up with the best of the best when it comes to uh, the the guy five technology that we've come out with, and. How how do we know that we, you didn't go in there, turn those things on? It doesn't sound like you know exactly how to use them, um, first and foremost, and even though we provided you with a, a number of PDFs for you to read and some things to sign um, digitally. How do we know that you didn't go in there and turn on these machines in whatever way you think was right and then just throw these Blue Jays onto the ground? Well, I, there's a, a large amount of documentation I could provide you. Right. And, uh, some data that I could provide you. You're just going right, to have large, to trust me on this these are, one. But these are the well, preliminaries. Okay, well, first and foremost, first and foremost. What are your, what are your, these are the Excuse me, what excuse me. Further are you tests? implying that I would brutalize a beautiful blue jay in such a manner? 
to to prove to prove a point. I yes. was I was made I was sickened absolutely. As sickened. a scientist, I have to consider the possibility. I was sickened by what this this guy five network did to these birds. And and here's the most the most troubling story. Mm-hmm. The bird sanctuary is an enclosure, and we had it going all day. Um, I I don't even want I can't even speak to what it did to the parrots on this radio program. It is far too um, graphic mm-hmm. and disturbing to bring up on this program. But nevertheless, we had it going, and I stepped outside for a slight meditation break. Mm-hmm. And and as I was sitting and getting right. in, as it, you it, need in a science I, experiment as as any scientist ought to have i look up in the sky and what do i see i see some geese flying and right. do you know what they, what those geese looked like they were in the form like geese, i'm guessing they were flying in a formation that was a perfect replica of the symbol for a failed wi-fi connection and i i cannot come up with any explanation for that aside from the, this guy five uh, technology, this guy five um, paradigm, interfering with once again these the birds' electromagnetic sense. Well, no, that's well, that's actually pretty interesting. What we didn't, what we didn't talk about. Now, I fully disagree with whatever results. I need to see whatever results you have in this preliminary study. Whatever you think that means. Uh, whatever you think that means. I think I think it means that you didn't. We'll get into that. Let's leave. Let's leave. Let us leave I am, the birds aside for one moment, sure. even though they are beautiful they and are. majestic, transcendent, and, and they birds. speak to us. But I have another another issue in mind, and and this is this is not even this does not even come from right. personally my own studies. This okay. comes from so it's anecdotal evidence. No, this saying. comes from from uh, it's uh, secondhand. A neurological studies, right? Looking at the bra- what the brain is physically capable okay. of of uptaking. So a field a field that you have no expertise in. Yes, go ahead. Uh, what I what I've seen is and what I've read is mm-hmm. and this is this is borne out by the literature and that is to say that the the guy five network mm-hmm. one hundred gigabros correct <laughs> correct um is that is that not one of the selling points for the guy five network a hundred yes. gigabros yes in fact in fact we, we, it it gets higher the more towers well, there are well here's the thing here's what I have found um. And it goes to show the hubris, the arrogance right. of the Guy Five Network, and that mm-hmm. is that the human brain is only capable of processing fifteen megabros right. at most. I that sounds uh, fifteen megabros by very talented, precocious youngsters. Right. By the time a young adult is is at their adult stage in life. By and far, it is found that they only can access seven to twelve megabros in a given time frame. Um, there's no advantage to these gigabro outputs. It, it is it is superfluous and it is it is arrogance, what, absolute arrogance. You, I mean, this is this is just definition. This is just a a perfect example of of how the inexpertise, the disexpertise that you have with this whole field is expressed. I mean, of course, the human mind can't process 100 gigabros of data. Then That's why we have computers then what, to do it what, for us. What what will our computers What does 100 gigabros do for 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 an individual? What does that accomplish? Well, that sounds like something we need to do tests on. And 
I Tech Brothers is conducting tests do, on do you, that. Do you want but, to see? Do you want to see people throwing themselves into the ground like the Blue Jays that I I cried over? If it's in a if it's in a test scenario, if it's in a clinical a clinical experiment, then yes. If that's what happens, then of course. But if in 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 actual in, in actual real data, like these computers that we make that are able to interpret the Guy Five network, of course, other computers would immediately break because that's just too many gigabros. But the computers that we have developed, these Guy Five network uh, carrier ports um, and processors, are able to take those hundreds of gigabros of data and condense it into something that a person can interact with. Back down to fifteen megabros at the most. So yes, but those the, computers. What is what is the point? What is you're missing? The computers do a lot with that extra data. I, I, I listen. I personally, what this reminds me of is this reminds me of an addict's logic in terms of when you look back at the 1980s and individuals who had these crippling, crippling cocaine addictions. They would do cocaine to work more, to afford more cocaine, to do more work, to afford more cocaine. And and what I'm saying is is that. Guy five, this many gigabros, it sounds like cocaine without the therapeutic aspects of it. For who? For anyone. What is this straw man argument that you're presenting me with? Well, well, I, if the birds and the wastefulness, the mm-hmm. arrogance is not enough, I think this is the biggest issue. Right. That then we, we well, once we, again, we didn't once again, even, you didn't even give me a chance to respond to that correctly, but what, what is your nail in the coffin the biggest issue that that we have found at the simon amy institute of spirit science Uh uh-huh is that guy five okay angers entities okay Um, so you're bringing back these entities yes now what do you how do you define entities how do you define entities in this paper well well an entity is a being Mm -hmm. of energy which we both agree exists we both agree that a being is a very loaded term to use i i don't think it is you're a being, I'm a being, and we are, the entities yes. are beings. They, then they are around us at all times. There are as many entities in the room with me right now that some of which I perceive there are. and others that well, I, I cannot. I don't see, I don't have access. I mean, I like to keep it confidential. I don't like to pry into your location exactly um, to see who you have around you. But if you don't have any people or animals or bugs, I mean, I'm guessing you're surrounded by perhaps bacteria. Um, certainly, we all are. And plants, many plants. And plants. And plants. But these, these are, are not these the are enti- entities. These are not the entities. The entities are, they are known through the manifestations of their presence. Um, and 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 that, I, I'm not, what oh, does what, that what, mean? What, what, let me clarify okay. something very quickly. These entities I'm referring to. Okay. It is 100% entirely scientific. Energy, we exist, agrees. Mm-hmm. Um, these are not ghosts. These are no. not spirits. Of course. These are not apparitions or mm-hmm. demons or um, dibics, as the case may be. Okay. These are entities, and they exist around us, and they are made of energy. What what is your what is your point with all of this? The point is is that the Guy Five Network angers these entities. <laughs> How do- could now now what does anger mean to you mean to you? What does anger mean in this situation? Well, the entities can be very wrathful. Right. They can. And they can influence your life in, in ways that you might not expect. Right. Um, they can throw a glass across the room. They can manifest um, goo along the walls. These Now, these aren't ghosts. No. 
these are entities, spiritual beings. Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. Not spiritual. Energetic beings of a spiritual nature. Well, by that, by all of these definitions, it sounds like the guy, the wonderful guy five network is then therefore the. And I'm just using I'm just using your definitions, but with the amazing technological and humanistic benefits of the Guy Five networks, it sounds like the Guy Five network is in fact sort of the the protagonist that is fighting these beings. Well, that would it sounds like you have a lot of like bad beings around you, and the Guy Five network is the good being that is getting rid of them. Well, maybe the, you're just not using the the technology well, well enough. Well, that to get would rid that of these that beings. that speaks to your system oriented mindset all right we and and that's a what very kind of mindset do you have really? i have a um an open mindset so there's so what you're saying is that open is different it is in fact complementary a supplementary to open open is different from systems it's sort of a a one-to-one correlation, uh, uh, an anti and one. No, no. I would rate systems-oriented mindsets um, towards the bottom. There's a number of mindsets right. that one can have. Open. How being, many? How many mindsets? Um, it's that is a discussion for another time. Hmm. There's several dozen of them. And, okay. And frankly, with this line of questioning, you're bordering on a suppressive mindset. But that's. But that's not the point. The point is, is that I don't, the guy I don't five, want to suppress these, your mindset. These, these entities um, are not necessarily malignant. They are not necessarily um, bad. Sure. Uh, they, it's only when they are angered, they are disrespected that these entities make an issue. And what? So does your does your data? Do these preliminary experiments that you've been taking take into account these entities in some sort of? quantitative algorithmic way yes um i have a few quantities for you okay. we have a quantity which equals one dozen intuits and manifestors intuits. on staff yes Manif- they these are, are people that you that are employed by the simon simon amy they are they are not employed they are drawn to serve and use their gifts with these entities are these employ are these employees of the Spirit Science Institute? We don't have employees. It is a um, not employee owned co op. We don't use the term employee. Okay. We use team member. Are these team members? Yes. And and that is why the only reason they are team members is because they are trustworthy and they have been shown to have a ability to communicate with the energetic beings well, now and, now, and no, excuse Rowan. me excuse me kai excuse yes. me let me get in real quick because these intuits these manifestors are very astute and once again we have these transmitters we have these guy five transmitters yes. and we put them in all the of room. the technology you're talking to me with a guy five transmitter. with with the uh, yes and the entities are very upset about it never the, nevertheless nevertheless we put the guy five transmitter in a room with these 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 uh, intuits mm-hmm. and they immediately Just the sits, as well as the manifest okay uh, separated of course this is not pseudoscience this is not this is not just just no you willy-nilly. control your experiments you do it with the intuits and then with the manifest exactly the manifestors thank you very much okay but they immediately detected an increase in aggression from the entities when they uh when we activate the guy five transmitter 
And where, where are the graphs? Where are the visuals? Where are the uh, visualizations? I, I have a number of them available for you. Do you? Yes. What I kind? Have a what kind? Um, we bar graphs, pie graphs, um, uh, facts. Okay. Yes. Okay. Nevertheless, um, it's it's incredibly obvious what's going on here. Um, they're upset, and frankly. With the, Frankly, birds, yeah. with the with birds, the birds being okay. upset, the birds being with upset, the wasteful, the wastefulness of of this amount of Giga Bros, uh-huh. and the fact that it angers the entities. And um, to the listener, you may think you are safe, but that is only because the entities are pleased. The entities that surround you, they can give blessings mm-hmm. and wellness, and they can take it away. Right. And if you're using the Guy Five network, you have the entities stacked against you. And that is not a place where I'd want to be. Now, now, I I need to, you know, uh, uh, you know, di- digest, uh, uh, really pick into that, that those three arguments that you've made, those three three very concise, very flawed arguments that you've made. And and I'd love I'd love to be able to do that, but mm-hmm. um, I'm looking at the time now. No, no you, I'm looking at the you, time. You have misrepresented the. No, that's that's. I believe we have a, a maybe, citizen science. Maybe I believe. Oh, I let believe. me just say. Okay, let me just say say this, Rowan. Maybe those entities are so are so angry because they don't have a very friendly teammate on their side. They have a teammate that's been spilling some misinformation to them. Well, maybe it's your fault. Maybe you are the negative entity in all of this. You know what? Once again, you are showing your systems oriented mindset, and it's um, it's. I don't want to say. That it is embarrassing, but I do feel embarrassed. Now we have a citizen. Right, I feel embarrassed we, too. We, we, I feel embarrassed for you. We, we, I believe we have a citizen science. Correct? We have a citizen. Yes, we have it. <sighs> Ro- Rowan, we have a citizen science this week. It is uh, by a a commenter on a one of our one of our uh, one of the many side tech blogs that exist out there giving us good information on some latest in you know uh the the internet is a wonderful place to find information right, yeah. uh, rowan i need you to read this read this one for me oh uh, would you like me to? i need you i need you to yes absolutely I absolutely need... and and before i do um kai mm-hmm. i don't want you to take this personally i i really don't because i cherish you i cherish our time together and I'm willing to overlook the fact that you are, in fact, a Rowan just read. Rowan, Rowan just read the citizen sign. This comes from R. Lamont, mm-hmm. uh, and and this is a, quite a breakthrough. Uh, <clears throat> if upper atmospheric temperature correlates with solar activity, and it also correlates with CO2 concentrations, then one must conclude that solar activity correlates with CO2 concentrations on Earth. Uh, that that um yeah i think that was actually from a climatologist well the the it might not be a citizen science i believe that is from a climatologist it's possible because it really it reflects the fact that um co2 Mm -hmm. is absorbed by plants right plants are designated from the emanations of the sun it checks out um emanate okay yeah sure It it checks out so I'd like to close on a quote, as I always do, by one of the uh, by a notable scientist, real mentor of mine. I'd say, growing up, um, this is by Frag Roberts, the excavator of the notorious Diamathus Monument in 1865. This is a geologist, 
um, from the ruins of what is now the site of a large nuclear reactor in Belgium, who said, uh, back in those 1800 days when we were still, you know, exploring the various, uh, the various mysteries of the world, before we solve many of them. When there was still a wonder for the, the, the nature that surrounds right. us. Um, they said, as a scientist, I have learned to ask less by asking more. What a wonderful koan that is. Yes. Something to meditate on. Eureka Cast Now is meticulously researched. Yes. Re by, re yeah. Meticulously researched, produced, and presented with the support of Tech Brothers. Not everything. Most of it is supported by Tech Brothers New Media Labs in Chicago, Illinois. And some of it is supported we by We are rebroadcast every Saturday evening, Simon Amy 8 to 9 one. p.m. CST on WLPN 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please follow us at EurekaCast on Twitter. And Rowan, I do believe we have some other means to get in contact with us. Absolutely, yes. Um, Available through the Sky 5 network, of course. As, as well as other networks um, that are less destructive mm -hmm. to, the, to the body. Less optimal, yeah. In spirit, especially less, yes. the spirit. Uh, yes, um, although, uh, once again, uh, if you engage with social media, which is in and of itself destructive to the spirit, but we all yes. can't be perfect, mm -hmm. um, please feel free to find us at facebook.com slash awcyfm. We came across, we came upon that. We are using it. Yeah, through a collaboration with the Tech Brothers and Guy Fi Network. Guy Five Network. <clears throat> or send an electronic mail to awcyfm at gmail.com where you, the listener, can share with us any technological, scientific, or spiritual breakthroughs you've witnessed or participated in. Additionally, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the program, feel free to reach out at that email, which is once again awcyfm at gmail.com, mm -hmm. accessible not through just through the Guy Five Network. As a matter of fact, but that's the I, easiest I, way. I, I would I would recommend um, accessing it through any other type of network mm -hmm. um, aside from Guy Five. You're gonna have a really hard time. As doing someone, that. as someone, if you value your livelihood, if you value your virility, if you value the birds or entities. I would recommend yeah. any other network. Literally and the guy, any other and, network. but especially the Guy Five network, because it is the most optimal. With, with that all out of the way, Chicago, um, allow us here at Eureka Cast now to wish you soft footfalls on your trek into the newer normal. I'd like to see some of these birds. 